wealth, security, and opportunity are a byproduct of success. However, it often comes at the expense of deep personal satisfaction and happiness. This is the Design Your Destiny podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason, board-certified hypnotist and number one international best-selling author. I work with the highly successful influencers, business leaders, corporate leaders who desire a life by design. In this podcast, I will bring to you succinct solo episodes and interviews that dissect the challenges of success and highlights the ways to leverage your most underutilized asset, your subconscious mind. If you desire peace and happiness in your life, better health and stronger relationships so you can enjoy the success that you have created, keep listening because this podcast is for you. Hey, I'm excited for this week's episode of Design Your Destiny. It's going to be a little bit different from some of my usual topics, but with so many people waking up and becoming spiritually aware, I felt like now was the time to push out this interview that I did on Facebook, a live stream, back in the winter. In today's episode, I'm talking to Talia Palastrega, who's a divine oracle. She's a channel. And we touch on different aspects of spirituality and the curiosity and the desire to learn and to know more that we have when we wake up and how to tune in to our intuition, to be aware of how information we receive makes us feel so that we can follow what feels true to us. One of the other things that's going on that I'm really excited about is that tomorrow, Wednesday the 20th, in my Facebook group, I am hosting the Be the CEO of Your Life Masterclass. Now, if you're in my Facebook group, it's going to be live streamed in, but I think it's really wise to go ahead and sign up uh, on the registration page, just so you get the reminders and you don't forget, because this masterclass replay is only going to be up a couple of days. So I'm going to have the link in the show notes to go sign up for the masterclass. And if you upgrade to VIP, you get access to a special bonus coaching session that is actually at the end of the masterclass. So when the masterclass is finished live streaming, you're still going to be on Zoom with me. You're going to get the special behind-the-scenes Zoom link. And we're going to do some coaching. We might do a little hypnosis, Q&A, however it is that I can support you and help you to get clarity and take a step in the direction of being the CEO of your life. And you get lifetime access to that replay. So join me Wednesday and here, let's go ahead and let's just dive into this interview with Talia. Hello everyone and welcome to this special live stream edition of Design Your Destiny. I'm really excited today because I have connected with a friend and have asked her to come on. We've known each other for a little while. I say friend we're soul sisters in a sense. We've known each other for a while in the ethers on Facebook. Um, this is Talia Palastrega, 
She is a divine oracle. She helps people on their journey of creating wealth. She's a spiritual mentor. And she basically leads people through the energetics of tapping into their divine, their abundance, their potential. So welcome. Just do a little bit more of an introduction of yourself. That was kind of super brief. And I know it just doesn't scratch the surface of who you are and what it is that you do. So I'll let you take it away. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Penny, for having me. This is such an honor. I love you. I love your work. I have such an admiration for you. So this is going to be so fun. Um, and yeah, I, you know, it's so hard to like explain what I do in one sentence, but I, the foundation of my work really is about the embodiment and integration of your higher self. Um, I work with the female conscious leaders now rising to power, the healers, the artists, uh, female entrepreneurs. I do work with corporate women as well so that they can uh, tap into their inner wisdom and redefine success in alignment with their values, their higher vision, and their soul's purpose. And I also mentor on activating and amplifying their spiritual and psychic abilities. So it's all very channeled and um, unique to the the woman and what her purpose is. And I do this through spiritual mentorship, energy and shamanic healing, and of course, divination and psychic channeling with spirit and the guides. I love that. I absolutely love that. For some people that might feel a little bit out there, but it's okay. Um, basically, if you know how to listen to your intuition, if you know how to tap in a little bit, you follow your gut feelings, then you're already a little bit tapped into what she does. Now, I have a question for you right out of the gate, because I'm going to expose some of my curiosity here, because I feel like my listeners would appreciate that. How, how do you come about to be a channel like, is that something that you, that you practice? Is it something that came naturally? What, what is that journey like? Oh, I love this question. So for me personally, I, I was born this way. Um, <laughs> so the first recollection that I have of seeing a spirit, I was three years old and basically just telling my parents like, yeah, there's a man right there and they couldn't see anybody but i always credit my parents because they never said no there's nobody there they said okay sir please leave it's nap time right so they kind of without them knowing they helped me to continue to lean into my gifts so yeah i was born with all of what we call the clairs um active each would become active at different times um, I would see spirits. It started with spirits, then angels. My spirit guides came in as a teenager, but even I could see the future and past lives. I would know when an adult was lying. And so at 11, that's when my spiritual journey began at 11, because I would go into the public library and sit there and try to make sense of all of these things that I was seeing. Um, I was not popular in school. I was bullied. Nobody wanted to talk to a weird girl. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I didn't have any mentors. So I was basically born with all of these gifts that were at times overwhelming. Um, and then of course, because of all of this energy stuff, I did have depression and anxiety, something that happens to a lot of mediums and channels 
uh, as kids. Well, from what I've seen, I can't generalize. Um, and it was just learning from my guides and a lot of trial and error, how to master my gifts to now be able to help other people and be of service with them. That was a long-winded answer, but. <laughs> that, that's okay. Um, you know, people love the juicy details. <laughs> I hope so, but that's loud. We're all kind of peeking behind the curtain and saying, what really goes on over there? So you, you mentioned something that I, I've come across before with, you know, just in conversations with people who are potential clients or even friends, uh, you, you talk about managing it. And sometimes I, I will, someone will share with me and I'm like, you know what, you really need to connect with someone who can teach you to manage this gift. Like I, I don't have the knowing, I'm very clear to say what I understand and what I know and I don't have a knowing around channeling and that type of thing. But when people describe to me what seems to be that spirits are coming through, whether it's their guides or just people on the other side, I recommend to them to see if they can find someone that resonates to help them manage that energy. Because I've met a couple of people that it seems like they were just wide open and it stressed them. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. And, and it can be a little bit dangerous, right? If you're just wide open to receive anything, it's like leaving the door of your house open for anybody to come in. So the way that I have kind of developed this process so that I work with my clients, again, because of my own trial and error growing up and having some very frightening experiences that I had no one to help me with, except spirit, God and my guides was the that the connection with your higher self has to come first because that is your own divine wisdom the voice of your soul your intuition really is the voice of your higher self which is your cosmic essence your purest essence then once you know how to trust your intuition and your body this is where a nervous system comes into play and subconscious work and all that grounding um foundational work then we bring in the ancestors who are also inside of you right because they're your dna your genes and you start to work with your ancestors because you know them they're part of you part of your family and we of course call on the elevated healed ones we don't want the the ones that are still wounded to guide us right and then with your higher self um your spirit guides but in this process learning about energy is so important because you have to know about your well in my opinion your your own luminous body the the energy centers what is your energy what is somebody else's energy what is the energy of because everything has an energetic impression right, right. uh countries uh objects so, you know, we do that kind of practice so that clients are able to know if suddenly a being shows as an angel and says, hi, I'm Archangel Michael, you knowing how to read energy, you'll be able to know, wait a minute, you look like Archangel Michael, you, you're glowing or whatever, but they'll be able to know it's not Archangel Michael because there are trick, trickster spirits, there are 
darker energies, darker entities who have their own agenda. And so really learning how to shield, how to protect yourself, how to work with your guides and your ancestors to protect your energy. I find that a lot of people, because they want instant gratification of the internet, right? They're like, oh my God, I found a YouTube video. I'm going to channel. Yay. And I, I want to, I don't know if I want to cry or like shake them, but it's like, this is potentially dangerous work when you become a channel when you start to channel you're opening yourself up to receive information from anything that's around it doesn't have to be of the light and it doesn't have to be of the higher vibration and usually it's it's not because you're new to this so they're like hey there's there's a new one there's a new one that we can like talk to to spread our message and our you know agenda or whatever so I would really find someone that doesn't have a six week program, but that has like a longer type of mentorship that is concerned with your safety, that teaches you about your own energy. Um, again, it doesn't have to be the way that I do it, but there's layers to this work. Um, it's not a, for me, it's not a six week thing. It's, it's a lifetime kind of mastering, um, yourself and your abilities right a couple of years ago I, I did a mediumship class I just wanted to understand I, I took just the initial introduction piece I wanted to understand because periodically there are things that happen in my house I like to think it's my father but I don't have conversations with it I don't call it in I don't say hey are you there and it was really an interesting conversation to have with her because she she talked about the different types of channeling and you know how in some aspects you really need to have someone else with you to to mm -hmm. keep you grounded in that process so it just made me aware that there's a lot more that i don't know than what i do know and it's like okay i'm, I'm not gonna dabble here if it opens up and this is something i'm meant to do i'll, I'll do it but basically what I've heard you say is all of this work that you have have done to um, hone your gifts to learn to use them to have boundaries around them you're really in tune to energy and yeah. you've done a lot of energy work with clients and what is the role between the energy work from your perspective and the mindset work or the subconscious work that I tend to do with people where basically what I'm dealing with is the ego. And when I say ego, I'm not talking about arrogance for those yeah. of you who don't understand where I'm coming from. The ego mind, we're talking about the human aspect, the beliefs, the fears, the anger, all of those things. Mm, I love this question. I see it like a ladder the the human aspect of us is is almost like the foundation the root right so we have the trauma first i would invite everyone to look at their trauma nobody wants to do it but it's so important if you're an entrepreneur you kind of have to because entrepreneurship pushes you to kind of expand on speed um so it's the trauma followed by the nervous system right the body how does your body feel? How does it, you know, everything related to nervous system. Then we go to the subconscious. 
and your programming, your conditioning, your false conditioning that we all have, right? Right. We work with all of those. And sometimes you do this simultaneously. I know that some people work on this simultaneously there, you know, and after that, because you have fully understood or at least started to understand your human and sort of master your emotions and your thoughts, then you're able to get to the energetics, the soul aspect, because I find that it's really difficult for you to understand your soul lessons, your karmic lessons, your divine assignments, if you don't yet have a full understanding of you as a human of, well, this experience happened to me. And so it would be beneficial for me to understand it and heal it. Right. Otherwise we get into the, well, that's just spiritual bypassing. Like, but it's, and it's not, it's just that when you do so much healing on your trauma and you understand all of these layers, then it's, you have a higher awareness to understand the energetics of it and the soul aspects of it, if that makes sense. Right. I'm going to share something I haven't, I don't believe I've ever shared this on the podcast, but a lot of times I will work with people in within hypnosis because we're targeting certain feelings or mo emotions I can just simply say something like, I want you to go to a time before this feeling existed, meaning a feeling that's associated with a negative belief, a negative experience. I want to get them to before the moment uh, where they have this intense emotional experience where an erroneous belief implanted itself. And sometimes these people go to the essence of themselves that's pre-incarnation, right? Yeah. So they're not out of body, but they go to that point of knowing before they were cluttered by human belief and experiences. And it, it's quite impressive. And I'm also in a situation where um, I'm so connected with people on the internet that I am, and we're friends, you know, on the internet. So I get to sit back and observe and follow the journey that people have after they work with me. And what I have found is when we don't manage that human aspect, I can have someone that has a phenomenally, potentially life-changing experience where they truly remember the essence of who and what they are. Yeah. Before all these opinions about themselves were formed and they lose connection with it yeah. because when they get back in their day-to-day -day life, they just get sucked right back into the doing and the chasing of goals and they don't manage the, the mental part of it. So at what point is someone ready to connect and do this deeper work with you where they're connecting with that soul essence in, in their higher self? Like at what point do you feel that someone is ready? Yeah, that's a really interesting um, experience that you had. And I had a lot of those when I began um, a couple of years ago in 2016, 2017, when I started um, doing more healings on people. I used to do just single sessions and everyone was fascinated with past life journeys and previous 
uh, incarnations. They wanted to know if they were a witch and all of these things and what was their purpose in that lifetime. And I, I didn't know at that time, I didn't have the level of wisdom that I do now that taking just someone that hasn't done the foundational healing into that past life could possibly re-traumatize them and they would not have the understanding of what they were seeing because let's face it a lot of our previous lifetimes were not fun we were not enjoying ourselves right especially the healers in this lifetime so what I started to notice, even if I would take someone on their higher self journey, because they wanted to know what their purpose was and their legacy and what they were meant to do, what their gifts were and how to develop them. Um, I would find, yeah, they would meet their higher self. They would feel their essence and be like, oh my God, my purpose is so great. They were not ready to even understand their purpose. And they would go back to their, some of them had, you know, less than positive relationships. Um, less you know they they didn't have the understanding to be able to then take action on this so now what i see and it's kind of like a must uh for my work is that you have to have worked or be working on your trauma your nervous system the subconscious is so important you have to know how your thoughts work what makes you tick why you have to have basically a level of self-awareness to know why you do the things that you do because i still have those things come up it's not like i'm god i'm human too right i have my own lessons but i'm so self-aware oh this is coming up i have to tend to it and i have to either rewire my subconscious regulate my nervous system for me to then understand the higher lessons um so you have to have basically the foundational healing and then usually my clients find me when they're ready, but there are there are a lot of spiritual seekers that find me and I'm like, listen, I love you. Um, watch all of my free content, do my programs, but to work with me personally, you have to have a level of self-awareness for your own safety. I don't want to take you into the life where you were a witch and we, most of us know how that ended, right? To, to right. be able to see the end of that lifetime. Um, once you do all of, the, all of this work, I find that my clients, who you know many of them are coaches and experts in the subconscious mind it doesn't trigger them whatever they see they're able to know the lesson of oh okay i see what i did in that lifetime it's replaying again i have the same pattern i have the same pattern with money i have the same pattern with relationships i let's heal it um so i think it's very important to do the human healing and you know not obsess about it but enough mm -hmm. that you know yourself yeah, I, I think that's important. And I've had people who spontaneously went back to past lives and I don't work in the past life. I, I, I move them to the in-between. Right. And I, I may not be using that that turn of phrase exactly correctly in terms of spirituality, but you know, what was the lesson that was were the lessons that needed to be learned there learned? You know, right. And I, I'm very um I've become very careful about how I ask questions mm, as well so important. because I, I want to ask it in a way that if if it's not the time for the person to have that information then we get that it's not a yeah. no I'm not telling you it's uh she's not ready yet right, right. It's, it's not right to give that information yet and I also 
even though I have the training to do it, I do not um, advertise or just bring people in to do those types of sessions. I can count on one hand the number of people that when we connected, it was like instantly, it's like, this is the work they need. And then I approach them and ask them, you know, in the conversation, I'll say, well, this is what's coming up for me. And usually instantly they're like, yes, that's exactly what I needed. Like right. that resonates. Um, but it's like, it's on one hand. Uh, usually it's a spontaneous thing. And I just take, it's like, okay, there's something here. This meant to be learned. I don't know what. And I, I'm very careful about how I approach that. You mentioned earlier about patterns about money carrying yeah. over. Again, from your perspective of what you do, how are energetics at play with people who are developing wealth and conscious wealth and are here to facilitate the expansion and in, in the healing on the planet? I find something interesting with the healers or any, any kind of like the business, whether it's hypnotherapy or, you know, if you, if you, uh, identify as a heal, a healer, they have either been really wealthy in one of their previous incarnations and been so obsessed with it to the point of, you know, not caring about anything else that in this incarnation, they have this kind of resistance because they want to, uh, they don't want to lose touch with their service and they don't want to lose, um, they don't want to become like a, a money hoarder. Um, but these are people that consciously they're like, no, but I want to be wealthy. Cause when you have money, you can obviously make changes. Like if you don't have money, let's face it, you can't, you know, you can't have foundations. You can't really do much if you don't have a certain level of financial uh, freedom. Um, and then another one that I see, which is very interesting is the difficulty in receiving money because they want to be of service. And so they think subconsciously, wait a minute, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to get a hundred thousand dollars and I'm going to have to give it all away to X charity, but I want to keep it for me because I need to feed my kids. I want new shoes. Right. And so then there's this disconnect almost of feeling guilt that they want it for themselves. Because first you have to pay yourself. Okay. If you're an entrepreneur, first you have to pay yourself. <laughs> Please, people, then pay your coach and then, you know, give, you know, 20% or however much you want of service. So then there's this disconnect that I see of like they want to be of service, but at the same time, they don't actually want to give all of their money. They believe that they have to give all of their money away and they won't keep anything for themselves. So then the money doesn't come. There's like a, I don't like the word block, but there's like a, a resistance there. Um, so those are two that I've seen. And, but what the guides have always said, especially with the new paradigm of business is that wealth is soul wealth so that it's not monetary. They understand that we need money to live and to make changes. Right. But we're moving towards a time where humans really want to feel deeply fulfilled with their purpose, right? That's why you see a lot of the, what was it? The great resignation and a lot of the Gen Z's, I don't want to have a job. I can just, you know, because they're like, no, like they know their soul knows that they came here to be fully expressed and deeply fulfilled by living their purpose. Um, 
so that's why a lot of the work that I do is I help my clients redefine what success means to them because some of them don't want to be billionaires, but they definitely want to be of service with their work. So I think it's just changing what success has been looking like, what money is going to be used for. Obviously, yes, you pay yourself, but then also how can we help other people with it? Um, I think it's a really good change the way that the guides have showed it to me. Now we have to actually do the work to, to get there to the North, but that's, what's been shown to me. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> totally love that. And what's been shared with me is that, you know, when we're, when we're donating, right. When we're donating, whether it's to charity or tithing, whatever that may be, is that we're meant to keep enough to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Like we, we, we have to make sure that we are taken care of because one of the things that um, I've witnessed in family and other people here in the deep South in the Bible belt is I, I've witnessed people who will literally put themselves into financial jeopardy mm. because they're giving, 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 giving. And I think we can have a lot of stories as humans, we pick up a lot of things around money and wealth. And I love what you talk about, about it being a soul wealth and that you brought up the great resignation because that is what became so apparent to me two years ago. And my definition of it has evolved was, you know, initially it's like my job here is to help people to remember who they are, to be authentic again and the path to that is self-actualization and fulfillment, yes. right? Because yes. we've well, taken, I talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We've taken care of the need for shelter, the need for food. We've repaired our relationships, right? We've moved our way up the ladder and it's now we have the space to really have that much deeper connection. And we're not bumping up and down that hierarchy between yeah. having to deal with the things that are going on in the 3D world and, and bouncing back and forth between that and spirituality. Yeah, I think it's about, it's a connection between coming back home to you, to your authenticity, which you naturally are authentic when you're embodying more of your higher self, right? And then there's this connection of, okay, so how do I contribute to my community? Because it's not just about me, it's about all of us. And hopefully we can all be successful living our purpose. What do we do now with this wealth that could be money or could be wisdom, knowledge um, towards a goal for the greater good? Um, so it's about the self-actualization for the support of the collective, um, right. which where we're headed. And it's so funny that you mentioned authenticity because tuning into the energy of this year, <clears throat> they said a lot of people are going to almost like take off this facade and truly be more authentic because people are yearning for themselves to be authentic. Like I'm done, like pretending that I'm someone else to get clients or whatever. This is really me. But also as a viewer or as a client, we have a yearning and a thirst for more authentic leaders in general, but obviously we work online. So, but just in general, and we're going to see a lot of, um, things being revealed, a lot of masks coming off. And some of that might not be too good, but some of it will be really good because we're gonna 
find new conscious leaders that are really here to help the collective um, and the community. So authenticity plays a really big role in, um, in where we're moving towards. Yeah, and um, you, you can uh, expand on whether or not, if, if, if this is what you mean, but for, for me, when I talk authenticity, and again, what you're saying, our, our true authentic selves, that doesn't necessarily just mean uh, for those of you who are entrepreneurs who go online and, and social media, it doesn't mean just be vulnerable. No, it means to be true to yourself yeah. and that higher yeah. self and that soul essence. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be vulnerable, go ahead. But it's just it's being true to you. It's being self-integral. It's sharing your truth. Um, you know, if you're a healer, a lot of the things that you've been through, a lot of your wounding is what you have turned into wisdom. That's part of your medicine. So you can't be sharing somebody else's story. Your story is needed. And if you've been, you know, ashamed or kind of like hiding, thinking, well, am, am I the person to share this? Yes, because you, you know, especially if you have that knowing of, no, I have to share this story. There's people out there that need you, whether it's one or one million. Um, it's you just sharing your truth from your experience. Of course, there are some people that are not going to agree or like it. That's fine. Um, it's, but it's, I find that it also helps with your healing when you're true to yourself. Um, yeah. yeah. There have definitely been times when I've shared things and I'm like, I just felt called to share it. And I'm like, eh, I really don't know if anyone is going to connect with this. And it's those stories that tend to vibrate at a frequency that it just resonates with so many people. Yeah. So I, I think that that is, that's important to connect with that. I asked you before we started the recording and, you know, there are a lot of people out there, like you said, on YouTube, they've got YouTube channels. Uh, the first thing I would like to share with people, and this is what I share with, with my clients and people who are in my Facebook group, not everyone's my client, but people will reach out to me and ask me questions. And I will even say it in my post, this is my perspective. This is my knowing. You have to use your sense and your intuition to know if what I'm bringing through resonates for you because we're bringing things through our 3D experiences. And that is the same for each and every spiritual teacher, mentor, whatever you want to call them. Um, it, there are a lot of different names for us as healers, oracles, as uh, for yourself channels. You've got to tune into your sense. You've mm -hmm. got to use your own wisdom. Just because someone says something that emotionally makes you feel good does not necessarily make it the best thing because our emotions play to our ego and our subconscious. So mm -hmm. that knowing and just that vibration isn't the same as emotion. So to use your sense to tune in because you're, you're wise enough to feel if you stay out of your feelings enough to feel. And that's probably not going to land right for some people. But if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. Um, it's exactly to, to tap yeah, yeah. into that, I would love your input from your guides. What's your take on plant medicine? Oh, that's a good one. 
So I asked my guides when this started becoming really popular online, which was, I think, a few years ago. Um, hey, you know, what is this? Like, maybe send me someone. Maybe I should find someone. What's up with that? And what they said was, allow for the plant to call you into being initiated into its medicine. If the plant does not call to you, it is either not for you or you are not ready on a, on a soul evolution, right? Your soul is not ready to receive the medicine. Your human may not be ready to receive the medicine. Um, and they were very, like they warned, they, they said to be really careful uh, because it's become really trendy. I have heard of people doing certain plant medicines like more than 50 times. The plant never called to them. They don't, they're not spiritually there enough to even hear the plant calling them. Um, and it can't, I am not a doctor. I'm not a clinical medical professional, but I have heard from medical professionals that it can do damage to your brain um, from an energetic aspect, it could really damage your luminous body. Um, so if the plant doesn't call you, you're not ready to be initiated into its medicine. Um, again, just like Penny said, this was my channeled information from my guides who are of the highest positive and the highest vibration. And I fully trust them. I have not done plant medicine. The plant never called to me. No plant has ever called to me. Um, and so I assume that I don't need it, you know, maybe, you know, I do soul journeys anyway with my guide. So I don't, you know, maybe I don't need the plan to trigger the journey. Um, I work on my trauma anyway. So like, you know, um, and it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean, oh my God, the plant didn't call me. I'm not worthy. No, you're just, it's just not meant for you. Right. It's like, it's just one of those things that it's not on your soul's path. Yeah. I mean, the reason I was curious is, you know, sometimes people just get their curiosity peaked. They see yeah. mentors talking about it and, you know, they feel like, oh, maybe I should do this. This person did that. And I've even had, you know, people tell me, it's like, oh, you should try it. You should try it. You should try it. Talking about uh, magic mushrooms. And I'm right. like, I'm just not feeling it. Right. And um, I've been guided, been given guidance by someone that I work with specifically not to. So in honoring of my agreement with them, it, it's not even an option for me um, at this point. And that's my choice. It doesn't make yeah. anyone right or wrong. So I love that we were able to touch on that a little bit. And if um, you you don't know what she means by the plant calling to you, then, then you're not. Then you're probably not ready for it. <laughs> but I mean, another thing, if you do do it, you could do whatever you want. There's free will. You don't have yeah. to listen to me. I'm not God. But if you do do it, please go to someone that is an expert. I would even say if they're not indigenous, if this isn't, not that an indigenous person would welcome you into this, this ritual. I don't think they would. But if you, if you happen to be welcomed into a sacred circle, um, I would really hope for your own safety and well-being that you, you work with someone that has embodied this kind of work uh for years not someone that's been doing this for two years or three this is this is serious stuff it's not a a trend i know it looks like it it looks cool 
uh, the information that comes through, I have heard it's like, oh my God, but please be safe, be very mindful, just with all energetic work, be mindful. And like Penny said, use your own intuition. If the person is not embodied in what they're mentoring in, I would steer clear. Online, we have a tendency to see a lot of people do a six month course or, you know, I don't know, learn to channel. And the year later, they're training other psychics. That to me is a no, right? Because you haven't been embodied in this work for a, a certain amount of time. Again, that's my personal opinion. I've seen a lot of damage and a lot of dark things. Some dark stuff happened to me. I, you know, I don't want to get into that, but um, I just want everyone to be mindful, to listen to their own intuition, be curious. Yes. But then put in through your own filter, use intuition, use discernment and use common sense. Those are your three weapons, intuition, discernment, and common sense. They're so yes. important together. Yeah. And this conversation at all, like it's not meant to scare anyone, right? Just use your, like she said, common sense, intuition, and discernment. That's what I share with people. Tune in to what feels right to you. Um, what, what would you say to someone who wants to use energetics to increase their, increase their abundance? Mm. What's one simple thing that they can do? Well, what's coming through right now, it's meditation. Um, I think meditation really puts your state in such a calm state, such a neutral state that you're able to really listen to divine guidance. And the truth is that your abundance and how money comes to you is very individual and unique to you. You're not going to make money the way that someone else did. You could do the same launch strategy and you know, hire the same coaches, it's not going to work because your abundance is tied to your purpose. It's tied to your skills, your gifts. It's tied to the person that or people that you're meant to serve. So through meditation, you're able to have almost like your own business plan, because even though meditation is meant to quiet the mind and just be, I find that right after meditation or even during um, or during dreams and sleep, if you meditate daily, you get ideas, you get these, you know, quote, divine downloads. Um, and it's very intuitive and it's very soul led and it's very unique to you. Um, so that's what came through right now. I don't know. Try it. Try it out, guys. And let me know. <laughs> but that's what I did too. So meditation, silence. I, I love using dream time. I love Me too. Lose it using dream time. I'll wake up at two, three, four in the morning. Um, the introduction to my book that I wrote, it, I think it was two days or maybe the day before the manuscript was due to the final round of edits. And I woke up at 4.30 in the morning and it was like, here's the introduction. And I like ran back to my computer and my husband gets up at 5 30 in the morning to go to work and I'm sitting back there and I'm just my fingers are flying and he's like starts to talk to me and I just gave him the hand and I just kept going and I wrote the entire 3,000 word introduction in like an hour and a half it just like boom there it is like, I love yeah you. those are the prime times 
yeah. The, the, the initial introduction, I was really not happy with. I'm like, this is going to piss some people off, right? Like I'm connecting with my people's pain points, but this is really going to tick some people off in the medical community. I've got to have a better way to bridge this gap between healthcare providers and people. I imagine they delivered. They, they did. They always do. Delivered. They always do. And those times are the ones that we are, uh, the ego is like resting and chilling and completely asleep and our higher self and we're very open so yeah every time i channeled programs offers um this last experiment that i'm coming out it's like it's three three thirty four o'clock and i'm like i really just want to sleep no no no, you have to write this down Talia. write it down and listen write it down because you will wake up and you will not remember and it's usually very divine very spirit information write it down it is valuable the best books a lot of things have been written at that time um so yeah a lot of valuable ideas come at like three or four o'clock in the morning and that idea can be so powerful you're like oh my god this is so i will never forget this i can roll over and go back to sleep and you wake up and it's like oh well what was that? So yes, my voice memo app on my phone. And then I have my notes app. And if it's something big enough, I'll even have to whip out my iPad, turn the brightness down so I don't wake up my <laughs> husband. And I just start scribbling like a mad woman. Uh, I don't do it often, but yeah, I, I always regret it when I don't, yeah. when I don't write it down. It's, it's in those moments. And here's the other thing, intuition, if you're ever if you're ever wondering if it's your intuition talking to you or if it's something else, your intuition does not have feeling. Mm, it, yes. It, it, at least from my perspective, there, there's no fear in your intuition. It's just like a, yeah, don't do that. And it's like, but I really yeah. want to. No, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But this feels so right. Don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Intuition is neutral. Intuition doesn't have any kind of excitement or thought it's very neutral is this is what I'm going to do it's straight to the point it's a very straight ping it's like I'm going to write a book it's going to be called the messiah and then that's it um the ego is very loud very fast very stuck in the past very mm -hmm. don't do that or you're going to die or something like it's very tragic uh intrusive thoughts are very uh fast and you have to do this or something bad will happen like intuition is just it's not even peace it's just neutral it's like not to be morbid but it's literally a flat line but it's yeah. a certain flat line like you know that you have to do what it's saying yeah 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 i love that we're wrapping up on this note i wasn't even planning to to, to talk about that but yeah there there's no emotion to that to that intuition and that's a question i get asked a lot so i want to thank you so much for joining me today for this chat tell people where they can find you and you also have an offer that's out right now what, what do you have going on for people who are ready yeah well right now i have a manifestation experiment uh based on four concepts of the law of attraction no the law of assumption um by neville goddard it's not the law of attraction we are not doing that <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was reading your social oh, media. I don't think it's law of attraction. No, it's the law of <laughs> assumption, which is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fun. It's easy. It's simple. I think most people are probably using these concepts 
Um, and it's just an experiment. It's a four week experiment for other women and I to come together and manifest a bold desire. We're just really going to play stretching our imaginations and stretching the meaning and definition of time. And I'm very excited about that. And you can find me on, I'm still working on my website guys, but you can find me on Instagram, Talia Strega, and it's pronounced Talia, but it, you can find it as Talia, Talia Strega, or Facebook, Talia Paula Strega. And um, I'm there all the time. I'm very active. And um, yeah, I look forward to connecting with you. And Penny, thank you so much. I have loved this conversation. These conversations just like light me up. And I just hope that everyone found this um, helpful, useful, and I don't know, maybe some divine downloads will come from this conversation. Awesome. Thank you for being my guest. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Design Your Destiny. I would love to know what resonated most with you. So just take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and tag me at penny.chason and let me know what you thought. Also, if you head over to iTunes and you leave a positive review, it helps this podcast to help reach even more people making a difference elevating humanity and mankind.